Welcome to the Leadership on Demand podcast, presented by the Krauss Center for Leadership and Ethics at the Citadel, the Military College of South Carolina, located in historic downtown Charleston. I'm Colonel Tom Clark, Executive Director of the Krauss Center, and we are proud to share an inside look at the training, thinking, and experiences of principal leaders. Since 1842, the Citadel has produced principal leaders in all walks of life, and we look forward to sharing some of what makes the Citadel a strong and unique institution with you today. On this week's episode of Leadership on Demand, we will take another behind-the-scenes look at training principal leaders with special guest cadet Garrett Summers. Garrett is the Tango Company commander, and he's going to talk with us about the shock of arriving at the Citadel, how the Corps is organized, and the task and purpose of the cadre. I'm today's host, Lieutenant Colonel Ted Feening from the Krauss Center for Leadership and Ethics at the Citadel. Thank you for joining us for today's Leadership on Demand podcast. Let's get started. Welcome to another edition of the Leadership on Demand podcast. We are here today with very special guest, Cadet Garrett Summers, who is a company commander, a senior here at the Citadel, uh, who's very excited to talk to us a little bit about his experience here uh, at, uh, at El Cid. Garrett, welcome to the program. Thank you, sir. It's a pleasure to be here today. Now, I kick it off with the same question every time. What do you think needs to be fixed here at the Citadel? What, how could this be a, a better institution even than it is today? Well, sir, I think that, you know, one of the biggest things right off the bat is improper expectations. Hmm. Everybody has expectations when they get here, and quite often they're wrong. They have expectations about what this place is about and, and what this place is going to do for them, and and they have these big grandeur ideas and how that's going to happen, and, and quite frankly, they're wrong. And on top of that, one thing that also goes hand in hand with that is a lack of accountability and ownership that a lot of people have. And I, and I think that that is very common in today's society, and the Citadel is not, not separate from that either. So let, let's spell that out. Let's, let's, uh, let's articulate that a little bit more. When you say they have an expectation of what is going to happen to them or what they're going to get from the Citadel, what is that expectation that, that, is, that is misplaced or incorrect, and what is it that they actually get instead? 65% of the school probably is a freshman or sophomore cadet. They come to the Citadel to learn leadership. Everybody does. Everybody knows that the Citadel is going to give you connections, and you're going to learn how to be a principal leader when you walk out the door. The problem is, is the goal is for you to be a principal leader when you walk out the door and everybody thinks they're going to be a principal leader after a week here. And it was actually a really big conversation that I had to have with a few of my freshmen. They got here and they're like, I haven't learned anything and I've been here for two weeks. (laughs) And I'm like, well, actually, you are learning a lot. You're learning how to follow. You're learning how to keep control of your emotions. And you're learning how to be a man who, you know, quite frankly, just doesn't fire back. And those are important, very important leadership qualities, and they don't even realize that they're getting them because their expectation was something completely different. And then as a sophomore, your expectation is, oh, you're not a freshman anymore, now you can do this, 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 and this, but you can't. In all honesty, you're just barely a step above. Mm -hmm. Your job is to be demonstrational, right? And so they don't understand the four-step model that the Citadel has to become, you know, that final, that final finished, well-rounded, pretty, principal leader product that the Citadel promises. And so the expectation is off. The expectation is not a process, but it's an immediate result and response, which is another cultural problem that we have. Nobody's patient enough to let anything work out. Yeah, it's funny. It reminds me a little bit about being a father 
I've got two young sons, and people always tell you what it's going to be like to be a parent, and you're like, oh, it's not going to be like that. You almost you have to go through something in order to really appreciate what it's doing for you, what what you're becoming in the process of uh, of doing that thing. And well, listen, you know, we've talked to a lot of your classmates on this podcast, and one thing that's that's come to light is that a lot of listeners don't really understand how the Citadel is organized. You know, like the very basics, things that to you are very obvious as a cadet and you've been successful and have received awards every year you've been here. Um, why, don't you, why don't you tell us a little bit about you know, how many companies are there? How many battalions? How is it organized? How many officers are there in each of the in each of the companies? And what are the, what are the different leadership positions? And just give us a, a structural overview of the Citadel for those that have never been here as a cadet. So... Basically, the the basis of it is is that as a leader, you should never lead more than four or five people. Mm-hmm. So the regimental commander, obviously the boss, right? Right there at the top. The entire Citadel is considered a regiment. The regimental commander is the boss of the whole thing. Underneath the regimental commander, you have five battalions. So a battalion has four to five hundred people in it, and that is the second you know level of the leadership so that she, our regimental commander this year, Catherine Christmas, only has to lead those five battalion commanders. Now, underneath each battalion commander, you have four to five companies. It's four companies in four of the battalions and then five in the other, totaling 21 companies. So now that battalion commander only has to lead four or five individuals. And then after you go down from there, you go to your company commander. So in each company, you have about 100 people, usually a little bit over. So that company commander then has three platoons. And the company commander is responsible for leading the three platoons plus his XO and his first sergeant. So back to your five-person span of control. Mm -hmm. And it continues to go down like that, down to the platoon level and the squad level thereafter to make sure that nobody is leading more than four or five people. Now, as far as senior officer ranks go, you've got your company commander, you've got your XO, you have your athletic officer, your academic officer, and you have your three platoon three platoon leaders, as well as your HA officer. Per company, and HA per stands company. for what? HA is human affairs. So that's what? the person that's gonna be responsible for really knowing each of the individuals in the company, knowing how their mental health is doing, and being aware of the different services that the Citadel provides. But right. as a leader, really, that's anybody's job. We just have that specified for one person for you know, obvious reasons. Now, there's no there's no rank in the... When you arrive at the Citadel, you're a knob, right? You have no rank. At Not what just point, you have no rank. They actually shave your head bald and the whole nine yards to make everybody on an even playing field. Right, right. Okay, so let, actually, let's let's start there. You know, let's start with your journey. You know, where did you come from? Uh, without getting too much in your background, I mean, you and I are friends, so we know each other pretty well. But for our listeners, let's talk about that day. You know, where did you drive from? And what was that day like arriving at the Citadel that first day and first week? So I'm from Chavin, South Carolina. But when I uh, when I was going to matriculate, I came down here and stayed in a hotel the night before. Had some California dreaming. Nice. And woke up the next day and I was like, man, this is about to be it. So I'm sitting in the car waiting in the insanely long line to get on the campus. And I was probably waiting for... I don't know, probably two hours, and sitting in the car waiting. And we finally get up to the gate, and I'm like, man, it's time. 
And so I knew just like everybody else, right, that I was going to get my hair cut and then I was going to have to do push-ups and then I was going to have to iron some clothes. But the first thing was, was nobody told me I wasn't going to be allowed to smile. Huh. And I, and I'm, you know me, I'm a pretty smiley guy <laughs> and nobody told me I wasn't going to be allowed to smile. So I get here and the first person I meet is my XO. Usually it's your company commander, but my company commander was at field training for the summer, was at summer training. She's in the army. So where did you meet this person? Is this, is this in the barracks or where? right outside, right? Literally right as I pulled my car up to the out to first battalion because I was in alpha company. Right when I pulled my car up to first battalion, opened the door. He was right there to greet my family. And he seemed like a super nice guy. He's a really big, strong guy. Met my whole family. I was like, man, this guy's nice. I was like, okay, cool. Yeah, good. You know, now my guard's still a little up. I'm at the Citadel, but nice guy awesome guy okay so now i roll right into battalion and so basically what happens is they send the freshman straight into battalion to go get processed and go get his boxes and things like that and so then i go meet my clerk standing out there well your clerk is a sophomore corporal position who has an admin job to basically help your first sergeant so they get sent to the clerk well this is sort of a fun day for the clerks and not so fun of a day for any of the, you know, rising freshmen. And he was pretty crazy, a little scary. Um, didn't love my smiling at all. Made sure that I knew about that. And uh, sent me on my way to the first sergeant. Wait, so Clark is first contact with, like, discipline at the Citadel. XO is all smiles, handshakes, hi, mom and dad. You, you say goodbye to mom and dad. You walk through the sally port, which is our special word for gate around here. You walk through the gate, and then you meet the clerk. And the clerk is the first person to... To put you on notice that your life is about to change is that is that what I'm hearing? There are stories every year of probably 15 or 20 people crying at that point in their day. I'm talking right off the rip crying. <laughs> Stuff. So that's how that usually goes. Um, it's okay. It's part of it, and I think that it's a wonderful, wonderful way to start because it gets you inoculated early to exactly what you're going to be experiencing for the next nine months. What, what is the interaction that would drive someone to have that type of uh, emotion? I mean, what is the, what is it the clerk is trying to accomplish? What is it that they're, are they checking you into your unit? Are they telling you how to stand? Are they, what is it that they're doing to start to shape uh, and correct your behavior? Whatever they can to tell you that you're wrong. Okay. So, it, so it's a stressing exercise. It's exactly what it is. It's to shock and awe you to, hey, you're here. Yeah. Right. This is not where you were before. You're not looking around. You're not smiling. You're standing at attention. Well, nobody, nobody told me any of that. I didn't know about standing at attention. I didn't know I wasn't allowed to look around. I didn't know I wasn't allowed to smile. It didn't make sense to me why I couldn't look at somebody in their eyes, but you can't do that either. Mm. Right. And so it's all of these things. And basically a lot of it is to degrade you, right? You can't look at somebody in the eyes. Well, that was something I was taught from the time I was four years old was when I'm talking to somebody, I look at them in the eyes. I wasn't allowed to do that. Mm -hmm. But it all serves a wonderful purpose because if you can't go through something hard and you can't go through something that changes the way that you think and you can't go through something that molds you and shapes you as a, as a person or as a man, then you're going to be, you're going to be at a disadvantage for the rest of your life because you can't endure events that could be traumatic for a lot of people. 
so, so let's expand this out. You know, you've met the company clerk. People are crying. You know, they're they're standing at attention, and uh, uh, you call that bracing here, right? Is that right? We don't start bracing yet. Oh, you don't start bracing yet. Brace okay, yet. so good. Tell me, you know, this is your first day, day one, right? Any other any other memories from day one? And, and, and tell me about that first week, first couple weeks here on campus. So the first week is a big one. So that day, that first day, um, it was most mostly sort of a blur for me. You get processed through. You get all your stuff. You Meaning get, your uniforms? Like? You get some of your uniforms. You have to go get the rest of your uniforms later. Okay. You might actually get them later that day. But you immediately. You like your physical training gear, your PT gear, and You that get sort your of thing? PT gear. You okay. get your bags. You get everything that you're going to need to succeed at the Citadel. You see, the thing is, is the only thing you need to bring here is underwear and undershirts and socks mm-hmm. and shoes. That's it. They're going to give you everything. And everybody is going to have the exact same. So, because at the end of the day, it doesn't matter who you were before you were here. And that's a really cool thing because some of the most successful people here come from nothing and also come from everything. Mm-hmm. Here you have a wonderful blend of people that are all very successful, very highly motivated and highly driven, all from different backgrounds in life. Of my best friends here at the Citadel, one of them's from Charleston, one of them's from Greer, South Carolina, one of them's from New York, and one of them's from Florida. Right. And I've got really good friends from California as well, so just go ahead and hit the whole country. Yeah. Everybody comes from incredibly different walks of life, but we all went through the exact same thing, got knocked down to nothing, and got built back up. Yeah, and, and you know, for, for our listeners here, I'm sitting in front of, uh, you know, just a, a really strong, uh, physically strong mentally strong young man who's wearing, um, eight, uh, I guess you call them BDUs, a camouflage uh, army or guard uniform uh, with a South Carolina big red patch on his right arm and a Corps of Cadets patch on his left arm, a uh, Tango Company patch, three dots for the Tango Company commander, and a pair of tan boots, and, of course, your Citadel ring as a senior. So, you know, you survived your first week here at the Citadel. Um, There's more to that first week, sir. Is this challenge week? Yes, sir. This challenge week is the first week. Yes, sir. Right off the rip, as you say. That's right, sir. So (laughs) I believe it might have been that day and it might have been the next day that we all got our heads shaved. Yeah. And my mom (laughs) decided that she wanted to see me after I got my head shaved. So she was... So parents are still around for this. Oh, parents are still around. They're still walking around campus. Um, I believe my mom stayed... She stayed that next day as well. She was there on Sunday, too. So a lot of parents are still walking around, and that's one of the reasons that at this point you still haven't met the cadre yet. So your cadre are going to be the guys who train you, and you do not meet them at the beginning. Now, are they sophomores? They're sophomores, juniors, and seniors. Okay. And so that's going to be your cadre platoon. So your cadre are the people that train you. They teach you how to be a successful cadet, basically. Mm -hmm. They teach you the basics. Now, when they show up, so they're That's, in the backdrop while mom and dad. Oh, are. they're not even there. Yeah. They're actually not allowed to be on campus when this when this. Where is are they? We I think we went to. Put them in cold storage. We went to one of my buddy's houses and we were eating food. And okay, so you're just off. You're just out of the you're way. You can be we anywhere but here. So you're walking around, head shaved. Mom and dad are still there, still friendly. Nice day at the Citadel. More or less. I mean, you're still locked on, right? And so it. It actually shocks a lot of people really hard because they're like, okay, this is what it is. And that starts getting floated around and say, hey, this is what we have to go through right here. This isn't that bad. Well, you're right. It's not that bad. It's it's um, it's being facetious. Right. And so you've got all of these people, all these knobs that they're like, okay, this isn't that bad. I can do this. 
but they have no idea that they haven't met the actual people who are going to be training them yet. And so when that happens, and it changes, it's changed days over the last couple of years, and it's changed times of the day that it happens. For me, it happened at night, and it was called, quote unquote, hell night. Mm-hmm. For now, it happens in the mornings, and it's called, quote unquote, hell morning. Mm. But uh, it, this, you get introduced to the people who are the best of the best. You're, so you're in your battalion. You're inside the red and white checkerboard floor. You know the four white walls with towers. And you're in formation, I'm assuming? I'm not going to go that far into okay. it. The All reason right. I'm not going to go that far into it is because it's a, it's an interesting night. We don't want anybody to get their hopes okay. up. Okay, fine. But it is it is quite the experience that nobody forgets. Okay. And they get to meet their cadre, and these guys are insane. Not always, not, not, as, not solely based off of their physicality and their ability to be up front and in your face. But they were perfect every day at all of the things that they expected us to be perfect in. You see, they don't they don't set a standard that they don't meet. They set a standard that they meet every day, and they also do it with less sleep. Because, see, that's another thing is everybody's like, oh, when you get to the Citadel, you don't sleep. Well, I promise you, it gets worse. See, the higher you go up in rank, the less sleep you get. Hmm. Because you can't be sleeping when your people are working. You have to be there and be present and be engaged. So the cadre... They're going to be up before you because they come and wake you up. They're going to go to sleep after you because they have to have meetings and things after you go to sleep. And they also have to make their own uniforms and do their own things mm-hmm. for their own uniform so that they look better than you the next day. So is that what they're teaching you is uniform prep? What are the, what is the, what is the spectrum of things that you learn from the cadre? Every single thing. They teach you how to shine your shoes. They teach you how to iron your pants, shine your belt, make your belt fit properly. They teach you how everything is supposed to look and fit. They also teach you how to march. They teach you how to do rifle manual. They teach you what you're allowed to say, what you're not allowed to say, how you're supposed to act, what your room is supposed to look like. And those, as you know, sir, being a Marine, get very, very minute in detail. I'm familiar. And all of these things that you think aren't the biggest deal like that you're that the crease in your bed is at a 45 degree angle <laughs> is now the end of the world and if your crease in your bed is not at a 45 degree angle it's like somebody just dropped another atomic bomb somewhere do you understand the why they presence. do this you know with a little bit of time you know and i've been here for four years do you you're looking back at challenge week and, and and your experience with the cadre and your experience being on the cadre um do you see it's a Effectiveness. Do you agree that it's thoroughly effective? Are we are we training principal leaders through this process? I think that at the beginning, our goal isn't to train leaders, not for the first week. Our okay. goal is to train cadets. All right. Because you can't have a principal leader that's a citadel cadet unless they're a cadet first. Okay. That being said, I think that there is a lot of leadership being taught there. And one of those biggest things is to lead by example. Yeah. And that's what they do. And that's why they're so impressive. They have uniforms that look like they could stand up with nobody in them. Mm -hmm. And when you can't do that, when you don't know how to do that, somebody looking perfect every day is one of the most intimidating things out there. And so I think that it's incredibly effective. I think that our system for doing it is very solid, and I think that it works. But you also have to remember that you're hitting them with a fire hose that first week. And this is something that the cadre know and that they understand, but they're not going to they're not going to make it clear that they're expect they're not nobody's expecting you to be perfect at the end of challenge week. It's impossible. There's way too many things to know how to do that you frankly don't know how to do before. You are literally changing your entire life. 
You're changing everything you've ever done. The way that you wake up, the way that you get dressed for school, the way that you walk to class, every single thing that you've done for your entire you know, first 12 grades of your life are getting thrown out the window. Now, speaking of school, when do you start school in all of this process? So the reason that first the first week is the way it is is because when school starts, well, there goes your time to train people. You don't have as much time to train because people have to go to classes and yeah, do homework. Yeah, it's a college after right. all. Every now and again. <laughs> no, but yes, sir. It's a, and it's an awesome college. I believe our engineering program is ranked 17th in the country this year. Right. And everybody knows how prestigious our business school is. So the academics here are really important, right. especially for all the contra. Um, really for everybody. So when the academic year actually starts, people have to focus on that. So they get hit with a water hose from Saturday to Sunday. And then that next Wednesday, Saturday to Sunday, eight days. days. Yeah, Yeah, sorry about that. So Saturday to Sunday, eight days. And then when that Monday starts, it's like, okay, go get your books, go get ready for classes, get everything you need. Wednesday classes start. So you have, you know, two to three days of being a, not having everybody breathing down your neck 24-7, just get ready for classes. Classes start, and then you're basically free from 7.30 in the morning when you have formation until, I don't know, 5 or 6 o'clock at night when classes all get finished for everybody. And then you've got a little bit of a window in there until about 7.50 p.m. where you can get in training time in. And then from 7.50 until 10.30, you have evening study period, and nobody can talk to you at all hmm. unless it's about academics. And where do you do that? In your room? You can do it in your room. You can do it in the library. You can go to the academic support center. There's a lot of places around campus that are set up for you to succeed. And a lot of people just want to get out of battalion. They want to get out of their barracks. They associate the barracks with getting yelled at and getting screamed at and whatever. So they want to go somewhere else. I used to go to the library. Sure. That was where all of my buddies from all my other companies, we would all go meet and we would knock out our homework and we would study for tests together. So we would go to the library. So I imagine you're talking about just, do you think of the challenge of a, of a normal college? You're already leaving home. You're already having to figure your way in the world, figure out how to, you know, the Citadel is telling you how to do so, so a lot of these things, how to get up, get dressed, and what to wear, but it's also stressing you in so many ways on top of the um, on top of the academic challenge of just starting college. So, you know, this year we had a pretty heavy attrition. That's normal at the Citadel. Not everyone's going to make it, right? Um, do, you, do you feel that the cadre and, and, the, and the, you know, your company commander, your Tango company commander, is the goal to help folks through or is it sort of accepted that some folks just aren't going to make it? So, sir... My goal as a leader, which was the same goal that I had when I was a cadre corporal, the same goal that I had as a first sergeant, the same goal I had as a company commander, I don't want to lose anybody. Right. Not one single person. And the reason I don't is because as a leader, it takes more leadership ability and skill to get somebody who doesn't want to be here and isn't that great from that point to being a principal leader and a solid cadet. That takes leadership. It does not take leadership to get somebody to quit. Right. That is not leadership at all. So the goal of the cadre is to get you to be a proper cadet. Now, are there people that are going to quit? Unfortunately, yes. Are there people who just completely are not meant to be here? Unfortunately, yes. That is the world that we live in, and that is, quite frankly, how society goes. 
we were able to avoid any attrition that's quitting for over a month and a half we had somebody get injured that was one down that happens yeah right and so you know we had there were multiple different instances where we really tried to keep people here but as a sophomore when i was on cadre my goal like i said was for nobody to quit and of the 10 that i started with not only did all 10 stay of every single one of them thought they're all rank holders as juniors wow is that that's pretty impressive is is that do you think that's the mentality of the entire cadre not all the time okay so one of the best things about being here is you will be a principal you have an amazing opportunity every tool at your disposal to be a principal leader by the time you graduate that being said there are people who take advantage of those opportunities and actually flip the script on it and are negative leaders there are people a hundred percent people here who have the mentality of attrition is the mission Mm -hmm. is sort of the sort of the mantra and basically they want to get people to quit Mm -hmm. they want to make life as miserable as they can for people i'm a big believer that that making life hard is a good thing right it's a stress inducing system for a reason because you get inoculated to dealing with stress you have to learn how to deal with and cope with stressful situations which is going to help you as you know the rest of your life right however there is also a line and sometimes people cross it and that has fortunately been a problem we've been able to avoid this year in tango company but that is a problem that Everybody knows it has occurred and does continue to occur because anytime you give a 19, 20, 21, or 22-year-old the reins, they're inevitably going to do what a 19, 20, 21, or 22-year-old is going to do, and that's make mistakes. I know. There is a really interesting discussion to be had, and we're kind of running short on time. I could talk to you all day about this, but the balance between – it's a laboratory. You know, it's a leadership laboratory, and when you have a laboratory – you have leaders who are experimenting, and when you have experiments, things are going to fail. Leaders are going to fail, and uh, you know the type of failure that we allow and don't allow is a really interesting point of discussion. Something I, I had a chance to talk to our commandant about, um, and he's really got a great attitude about allowing leaders to fail. Um, well, listen, Garrett, you know we could talk for days about this. It was really fantastic to hear you describe how the Citadel was organized, and particularly by your own uh, freshman experience. Before we go, the last question I'll ask you is: Here you are. You know, you've you've uh, you've you know, I was able to present you the Cincinnati Award this year. Uh, you've you've gotten accolades every year of your time here at the Citadel. What now that you're almost on the way out here? You know, you got one foot out the door. You're, you've almost done. What would your advice be, knowing all of the things you know now about the Citadel? What would you tell? that pre-knob or knob that's just starting, um, what would you tell them in order to help them maximize their time at Citadel? Well, quite frankly, it would be to maximize their time here at the Citadel. Ah, You see, a lot of people get here and they want to get by. They want to be that guy in the gray that's just not in the front of anything, not at the back of anything, but right there in the middle. But you see, the problem is, is that the Citadel has these incredible opportunities. You see, I thought about playing college sports. Mm-hmm. I really did. I like until my senior year. That's what I wanted to do. I wanted to play college sports. And I realized that the Citadel's opportunities that they have, you can't get that anywhere else. You don't get the opportunity to be a uh, a um, cadre corporal and then a first sergeant and then a company commander where now it's my job to lead and care for 110 other people you don't get that anywhere else right because not just am i responsible for it like at a frat 
you know, but I'm responsible for every single part of their day in their life and to make sure not just that they're succeeding in academics and in PT and things like that, but to make sure that their mental health is okay and their families are doing well because they live with us all the time. So for me, the biggest thing is to get out here and not be a man in the gray, but to actually be somebody who's at the forefront spearheading leadership. We need people, the world needs people, who are willing to step away from their comfort zones, to be okay with a little bit of pain because it'll lead to growth, and to really go after it. There are so many opportunities here that the Citadel affords, whether that's as a junior with the aspirations that you may or may not have, or whether that's activities and club events, or with churches, to lead people and to be engaged and involved with leading others. Yeah, what's incredible hearing you talk is you you and I both know that you have really benefited from a fantastic mentor in Dr. Eddie Taylor, who is a Citadel graduate and has, has guided you. In fact, I think he's the one that told you, take advantage of the leadership, the military opportunities. Even though you're a great athlete, the opportunity here is the leadership program at the Citadel. And what's fantastic about me is I, I can see you, I can, I can feel you paying it forward right now. And that's what I hope for, for this interview and a lot of our Leadership on Demand podcasts is that folks have a better understanding of of what it means to train principal leaders behind the scenes. And, and I really appreciate the, uh, the insight you've given us today. Thanks for being here. Thank you for having me, sir. It's a pleasure. Well, that wraps up another episode of the Leadership on Demand podcast presented by the Krauss Center for Leadership and Ethics at the Citadel. You can find us online and we welcome your feedback and suggestions on who you, our audience, would like to hear from in future episodes. Thank you for your time today. We hope you'll join us here again soon for another episode of Leadership on Demand.